I really like this song. Let's break it down. <laughs> Hi, readers. My name is Amin, and you are welcome to the Something Bookish podcast, the 24th episode. Boom, 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 boom. I shouldn't even say boom, boom, boom because, like, the music is so calm and so chill. So I should be, like, on a cool vibe, you know, <laughs> just vibing. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the dark side. Welcome. Just, you know, stick around. Is this me trying to do ASMR type stuff? I feel like I would really have the voice for it. Hi. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the dark side. And if this is not your first time, hey, how you doing? I've missed you guys. You guys really enjoyed last episode, huh? I can, I, I can, I think I now know what you people like. I feel like I know what you want to be listening to. But the thing is, you're just going to have to listen to what I give because sometimes this podcast is like what I want to listen to. That was like the whole point of starting the podcast. I wanted something that I would also listen to so i'm glad that y'all are like-minded folks and you also like the crazies so thank you for always tuning into the podcast so um in this episode i am having my first author chat Ooh, i know right i've never had an author interview on the podcast the only time i interviewed an author was um at ake festival last year yeah so um this is my first author chat on the podcast did i just rhyme hey i'm me i'm gonna give you guys some soundcloud music later on but for now just enjoy this so i will be chatting with namdi ehirim of prince of monkeys yeah so we talked we talked for a while which is why i'm going to keep this intro very short because the the chat itself like it took a while he's so much fun to talk to so we talked about his book his writing life his life as a reader and you know it was it was really fun it was it was interesting getting to know him and getting to understand the inspiration behind the book and his entire publishing journey my goodness weird stuff was going on out there anywho so without further ado even though i hate staying saying stuff like that without further ado here is the interview enjoy hi namdi and welcome to the something bookish podcast hello i mean thanks for having me oh that's true I- Oh, oh, through our emails, that was how you'd have gotten my name. Just don't do me that I do not introduce myself like in the podcast. Uh, You know, we always assume that people like know our names and stuff. My mom always always says like introduce yourself no matter how many times you've done it. So, nice to meet you. I saw you. Okay, go ahead. I said, um, no, it's fine. I saw you at Aki the last time we were we were allowed outside. Um, that yes. was at Ikoi 
2019. What a long time ago. Wow. Ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was when I, I got your book. But unfortunately, I had not been able to read it because tragic. life. Tragic. Yeah, I know. Okay. So do you have a copy of your book with you? Like beside you, anywhere? Um, I have a copy of my book somewhere in the house. You know, the tricky thing about being a writer is people come around and they say, oh, yes, you have a book. Let me take your copy instead of buying a copy of that one. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking we sure could I was thinking we could do a little reading before we go into the chat. Okay, okay, okay. Um, could we um, just begin with a chat a little bit and then I will try to look for a copy of the book. All right, as we okay. speak okay okay that's fine all right so i'm just going to go straight into it before i forget my my distance because you know as it is with the theme of the podcast i tend to lose my thoughts because of happy juice so i'm just going to like dive <laughs> i'm just going to dive into the chat while i still have my senses what inspired okay so what inspired Prince of Monkeys? Did you get the title before or after writing the book? Um, I got the title before writing the book. Hmm. I got the title before writing the book, yes. So um, the way it appears in the book, it comes from a passage in the book. But before yeah. I started writing the book and before I got to that passage, um, I had written um, that little section as a poem for this poetry competition, right, on for Nigeria's Independence Day. And that was my first ever attempt at poetry. My first and probably one of my last. I don't think I <laughs> I kept going into poetry too much because I don't think it's my thing. <laughs> so I did that. And um, I also did what is now the prologue at the submission for the Commonwealth Story Prize. Oh. The Commonwealth Short Story Prize. And okay. obviously, like that didn't amount to anything. <laughs> so well, it amounted yeah. to something because we have a book now. Fair, 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 fair. Hey. It amounted <laughs> to the prologue. Yeah, so I had those two things. And um for a while, like like most people, like I used to write, but I was I wasn't published anywhere. Mm. And um I, I used to always say at some point when like I'm established enough, I'll write a book. Okay. But um, one day I was just like chilling. I think I was in my final year of university and I was working on my, um, like my final year project. Mm. And when all of that was going on, I was listening to a playlist, right? And the playlist was, um, it was predominantly like Kendrick Lamar, Chance the Rapper, oh. Caesar. This was like before the Blue Blue. This was like 2013-ish. Okay. And 2013, 2014. And I was just like, um, googling stuff and they were all about 21 22 23 and mm -hmm. i'm like okay these guys are about my age give give or take one to three years and they are doing pretty cool stuff like they're putting out their work and it's finding an audience so let me just try and like shoot my own shot right <laughs> so i started um working on the book like that so i'd work on my projects when i was like um frustrated and tired from that i'll work on the book wait what I'll did you study in school I studied civil engineering. Father Lord, oh my God. So that's, so, so you can understand, like I was designing <laughs> foundations and doing all of that stuff. 
And then when my head is hot, I'll now like work on the book to calm down a bit. Fascinating. Like that's that's interesting. Civil engineering. Okay. I didn't I didn't see that coming. And then your brain <laughs> is hot and then you're working on it. That's actually impressive. To yeah, to it, it was it was very therapeutic and mm. also I think just because of the fact that I had never been published before. When I was writing the book, I didn't, um, I didn't have like grand ambitions of oh yes, write this book, get it published, like mm. this, this, that. For me, it was just, just write it. Maybe a few of my guys will read it, but like that was the grand ambition. Like getting oh. published was more like a dream or a hope. It wasn't. I wasn't scheming to get published as I was writing it. Interesting. So, um, that time that you were writing, that you were writing the book, that was like yeah. um, twenty thirteen ish. Yeah, I began 2014. I began 2014. I started thinking about it 2013. I began 2014. Um, and I finished um, January 2016. I think then I was maybe running off my NYSE or something. Okay. So without using complete sentences, can you just describe what was going on in your life when you finished the first draft? Uh, oof. <laughs> okay things that are going on in my life um yes. when you wrap up I'd say... okay 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 oof, oof, oof. i'd say um i was i had a lot of okay no complete sentences um <laughs> idleness alcohol uh, football manager <laughs> Entering, entering to Keked and to Danfoss to go to Igondo every day. Um, what else? Ah, small relationship, small relationship. Ended in tears. What else? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. Is, is, is that enough? Or should yeah, I keep going? yeah. That 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 works. That paints a very interesting picture already. Okay, okay. It even sets the tone for my for my next question. Now, this one is the reader review I need because immediately I finished reading it, I was like, this I have to ask this, like, first of all, before the usual interview questions. Now, there are so many themes in this novel. It's it's like like a buffet. And for a novel that is like less than 300 pages, like poverty, bribery and corruption, post-independence, trauma, mother-daughter relationships, mother-son relationships, love, betrayal, little sprinkle of homosexuality at some point, religion, like the book is, is really packed. So because of the timing and the period is written, I just tagged it historical fiction, but I feel like the book is so much more than that. What was the most difficult issue for you to write about? And under what category will you classify the novel under? Oof, that's hard. Um, that's <laughs> sorry, like, you sorry, went sorry. Went for a very easy question and I just switched it up all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> okay, let me, the most difficult thing to write about. Um, so just because of the way it was written, right? I yeah. wouldn't say the um those, I wouldn't say any of the things were difficult to write about because at that stage, um, at that phase in my life, you're not I really was, thinking um, of it like. Yes, and like, I was very exploratory. So yeah. um, I had I grew up Christian. I yeah. had gone to a Christian primary school, secondary school, university. 
and then I was pretty much frustrated with um conventional um religion. So I was um exploring like reading about Islam, reading about um uh, Ifa and uh, yeah. like, traditional our uh, traditional religions and with politics as well like that was also the first Buhari versus Jonathan thing yeah and I was also like very strongly opinionated about like the politics in that time so and mm. and obviously like I'm a pop culture person as well so um it was it's, me writing the book was pretty much documenting um, my thoughts and everything like I was learning about and upsetting about in that period so yeah. in that sense it wasn't really hard what became what I'd say was very difficult was um when I'd done all of the easy writing in the first part and in the second part and then I had to make sense out of everything and pull an end like mm. have a sensible ending and for me I was like oh my I didn't sign up for this now mm. <laughs> like why do I have to have a sensible work and I just stop like where I am <laughs> so that's where I'd say um the biggest challenge was like when I had to make a proper um novelly ending out of it. So that was that, that took me ages and like multiple um about three rewrites. So um what's the second question you asked? No, no, before I ask the second question. So you said you did okay. three rewrites and all this was done like before of, you had of, even for just the end. Interesting. And you had not even like yeah. An editor had not seen it. Nobody had read it yet. Oh no, no, no. So um, um, I did the first um, the first um, what do you call it? The first full draft. And the mm -hmm. way I work is I had, or the way I used to work then, which I've, I've carried along, is I had um, a few of my friends who were into literature as well. So mm -hmm. a few of them used to write. Most of them didn't. So I just like share work with them, and they'd read it, and they'd be like, "Oh, change this, or do this, or do that," and they'll make suggestions. And I'll either like carry along or drop the suggestions, right? So mm. I think one of them suggested something and I ran with it as an alternative ending. And then when I um, forwarded it to um, the publishers who accepted it, they read it and they were like, fam, like this, it, this doesn't really work. So um, we made, we did another rewrite. Mm. And then after doing that rewrite, they looked at it again and they're like, this still doesn't work. Let's just cut up the last five pages and stop at this point. And so we did that. I'm, I'm like trying to keep this review very spoiler free so that like people enjoy it organically. I'm so tempted to ask for those alternative endings. But I'll ask you after so that at least okay, you can satisfy okay, okay. me. Yeah. I'm not even sure I can remember all of them because that was like, <laughs> that was quite a while ago. Okay. That was quite a while ago. So the second question to that was, under what category would you classify the novel under? Um, so when I wrote it, I didn't mm. really know myself, but the <laughs> the first people that published it called the coming of age, and I'm like, okay, I'll stick to that. Ah, you see, that I'll did not even to come to mind at all. Ah, what would you have classified it as? See, the thing is, I classified it under historical fiction because just based mm. off the period. Of the fair enough, that yeah, works. Yeah, I, I just like I didn't want to stress my head too much. But coming of age. That's like going to almost put the book into YA-ish, like tilting into kind of, YA. Yes. Huh. Interesting. But okay. can it be both? Can it I be mean, coming yeah, of age I mean, historical? Yeah, yes. there's historical and coming. Yeah, I'm just shocked that coming of age did not even like come into my head at all. But it's fair it's enough, fine. Yeah, coming of yeah, I'll retag it in my <laughs> in my good reads. I'll retag that. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Now, the second question that was like pulsating 
when I finished reading this book. Personally, I like I like similes and metaphors, yeah, and I like okay. very creative analogies. But at one point, when I was reading the book, I was like, "Yo, this dude like really, like he really likes metaphors and similes." So was this was this was this conscious like his style and preference thing, or was it more free flowing for you? Um, it was definitely. It was definitely conscious and i think like it was also the stage i was um again like i said i was what's, pretty much writing primarily to impress like, myself was this like a petty duty type of thing because uh no now you it's know not even, you, it's not you, you were giving us those vibes a little bit yes but that wasn't what i was shooting for like <laughs> So I mean I, I I can I can get how you I can get how you read it as Pitiduchi vibes, but um from from like the direct influences right. So yeah, um, me the folks that got me into writing um Edgar Allan Poe like all these old dead um white writers who uh-huh. used to write like long flowy sentences that didn't have to be so long or complex uh-huh. or descriptive, uh-huh. and also I'm also like very um into like hip hop and lyricism and down and like that art form is also really heavy on I metaphors and similes and all those type of things. So at some point, right, it was, and again, like I wasn't writing this for the, for the regular reader. I was writing, mm-hmm. I was writing to flex for myself, like just mm. to enjoy, um, oh, can I do this? Let me see if I can do this, right? And let me even surprise you. Let me even surprise you. So this is a heavily edited version of it. The first draft I did was about, um, I think the first draft was about 90,000 words. And what was, yes, what was published, what was published by um, Catapult in the US was, Mm. um, Counterpoint in the US was about 70,000 words. And then this reader wow. version is about fifty to sixty thousand words, so what? it was even more verbose. It was even more. Now I'm um, going to have to go and find out that one, the one by counterpart. <laughs> I'm going to have to find now, out. But, that but I think this is, this is actually my the reader version is actually my favorite version hmm. because it's much okay. um smoother. Um, with the old one, just because of the, the writing style, I was going off on many tangents mm. that could distract from the story. So this one is a much smoother read. It's a much cleaner read, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So this is actually my favorite um, okay. version. Interesting. Yeah. But I'm still going to go and get that one. Cause, All know, the best. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just how I roll. Now, Enjoy. I read somewhere that in debut works, writers are often inspired by the people around them. So are your characters based off parts of your personality because you were going through like, you know, something with projects and stuff during the time yeah. and like the time you started creating the book and the characters or are they based off people in your life? Um, firstly, like the first statement you made, you said um, writers with a debut works. I think like writers with like with every work they do it's um, true everything is somehow you're pulled from the personal it's just like to what extent to what degree um, yeah but but the thing with like both. debut works is most people always like it tends to be biographical first time yeah. <laughs> fair enough fair enough fair enough um i'd say in many ways yes i'd say there's a little bit of me in all of the characters definitely so um 
I wouldn't say I I I wouldn't say I agree with every character's stance, but these are like their thoughts are thoughts I had um had in my head at some point, or conversations I'd had with people around me at some point. So um parts of me are in different characters, parts of people around me, my friends at the time, the people I used to um engage with heavily at the time mm. have little bits and pieces in all of the characters. Um some of the dialogue Seth were influenced by real conversations. Oh. Right. So, yeah. So I'm sorry, but in that sorry, regard, pause, pause, first, pause. You said some of the dialogues were influenced by real life. Were were you people like enjoying good stuff during those dialogues? Yeah, standard because now, some of them I'm like, there's no way anybody's sober standard. Okay. Standard. Okay. That just okay, cleared. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that it looks right. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I mean, we're definitely we're definitely under under the influence for most of these conversations, mm. and I think like you know when you asked me to say to describe that era without completing sentences, one of the first things that I said was alcohol. <laughs> yeah, so okay. um, that was definitely um a, a strong theme, and mm. at that point in my life, but it wasn't really autobiographical in the sense that that was not an era I was born in, and that was not an era I lived in. Yeah. But the relationship dynamics, I'd say, um, were pretty strong. And I think the one thing I'd say was maybe slightly autobiographical was I did grow up in Lagos in Omoli and moved to Enugu at some point for a few years before returning oh, back to Lagos. Interesting. Well, I like that Enugu part, especially when you mentioned it's too deep. That's where I did my NYC and I was in that bar oh, like, nice. for the entire one year. And I was like, oh, I know this place. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, hey, yes, I have a small beef with you. So uh, yeah. Um, everything was going fine. Yes, now. everything was going fine because there's a female character here. Yes. There and are many female characters. No, mm, 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 mm. there's <laughs> one female character. And I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but I just want you to be aware that I did not like I did have that tea. Yes, you did have it. I, I just want you to know that that. For a book like, I mean, why did it have to happen to this person? You could have taken, you could have changed the arc of any of the other characters. I'm just sad or pain because that um, had to I mean, happen. so mm-hmm. what happened needed to happen, right? Oh see, see how secretive we are talking. You can't trust them. You cannot just <laughs> trust them. Oh, yeah, say what see? you want to say. I was going to say what happened needed to happen, right? And uh-huh. I looked around like with all of the characters and I, and what I thought was um, for this to have like the strongest pull, the strongest effect, it has to be, um, it has to be a meaningful character, a character that I loved. And for me, like that character, this character I'm talking about was mm. my favorite character in the novel, like my favorite character to write. Mm. So it hurts me as much as, as it hurts you, right? Did it really? Uh, did it really? Because you wrote, be you honest, wrote, you wrote it with such ease. So I can't really believe <laughs> when you say that. Nah, it really need, like, it hurts me as well. But I mean, what needed to happen needed to happen now. Right. Okay. I'll just, I'll take that, manage that and bandage myself. <laughs> You see, uh-huh. but now, I mean, like she did, she did like real call, like in different, like little, uh, little tiny segments of the book now. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> we try to bring. Okay, mm-mm, don't put salt in the injury. It's okay. It, it wasn't all enough. Right. It's all right. It's all right. We've covered that base. No, yes, cool. 
So what character in the book do you think in real life you least likely get along with? Since we already know your face. Um, I'd least likely get along with in the mm, book. Let me, yeah. let me see. Um, I don't stay past the sun. <laughs> Cause that guy can be, I mean, like that guy can be bad vibes, but I yeah. know, like, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty flexible and tolerant of people with bad vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that guy can be, that guy can definitely be bad vibes. I'd say he is bad. <laughs> yeah, but do you yeah. know he was also was bad thinking, vibes? Do you know what I was thinking? I was in my head, yeah. After I got into mm-hmm. the story and I got his backstory, I was like. Maybe it's just PTSD and it was, it was exactly uh-huh. so I, I couldn't hate him again. I mean, you I can have PTSD and still be bad vibes. I mean, <laughs> but now I can kind of understand, understand, Maybe yeah, you can empathize. Mm, yeah, mm, I, I, I think the, I the person I know I will not be able to deal with is his auntie. It won't work out. Are you serious? Yep. Why is she not... so polarizing? I'm sorry, but she, me and her, we fight. One way or the other. It's funny. It's Somehow... funny she's so polarizing because people either absolutely love her or absolutely um, hate her. The last person I spoke to about this book said mm. um, she was easily his favorite character. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, and it's not it's not uncommon. Like people always absolutely love her or absolutely despise her. <laughs> Well, I think that's that's when you that that's good because when you've created a really good character, it's, it's hard to be like yeah, offended yeah. about them. Yeah. But why do you dislike her? I don't know. She's just she's just bad vibes for me. It's it's like she's nice on the surface and then but deep down she's like just too narrow-minded for my liking. Mm-hmm. And especially that scene when she flew up. Oh my god. I was in fact <laughs> but- from when I knew that. Tessie was going wild. Well, not going yeah. wild, but like had switched over sides. Yeah. I was already, I was kind of like, if this man does not write an explosive scene with the mother, I'm going to like, <laughs> I'm going to give this book one star and I'm not even kidding. But then the so you expected case, the explosion. I swear to God, I expected it. Like <laughs> I, I wanted Was like, it too explosive? Well. No, personally, I think we rushed it a little bit. It could okay. have, like, I think it could have, it could have given us like a little hint, like the night before, and the mother Fair was enough. just, like, the mother, and the mother was just like shake it up, like mm. Mm, just my imagination. Okay, but everything just happened that morning, and I was like, you know what? One way or the other, it had to happen. So chaos. <laughs> Too bad for you, Mama, but shit happens. <laughs> but yeah, I was still satisfied because the point is, I, I needed chaos i was there for violence and i got violent. but do you do you think do you think she's like in my own opinion right i try to write her as the stereotypical like nigerian parent yeah who is um like who is hard-handed. Nigerian exactly parent. like mm-hmm. hard hard-handed narrow-minded mm-hmm. um just mm-hmm. very yeah just very like quintessentially nigerian the way yeah. she run a household yeah yeah I, you did a good job of that because <laughs> yeah I was like, me and her fully work. We can't be in the same house. Well, first of all, she'd have hated me and my guts. Because 
from the uh, first true, time we meet, she would be looking at me funny like there's something wrong with this one. <laughs> so yeah, she should, have, should have known me like from the beginning that she, nope. The first issue would have been that like, you're not evil. That would Ex- have been the first issue. Exactly. I mean, I do look evil. Some people have told me that I look evil. So maybe if I don't tell her my name, she won't know. <laughs> yeah, I do look evil. I think. Anywho, that's that about that. Uh, now what? Okay, since you're a guy, what what was the most difficult thing about writing characters from the opposite sex? Did you have any issues or? No, absolutely. I mean, absolutely no issues, especially hmm. because um, I was writing. I was writing from the eyes of like a man, regardless. I think it's harder when you're writing a female protagonist. Uh-huh. That's where that's where <laughs> there is hard work. Cause in the in my second project I just completed, um, parts of it, is, uh, parts of the story is told from like the eyes of um woman right mm-hmm. and that was really really challenging because um just the the way you see things and the way you tackle things may be different but writing from the eyes of a man isn't so hard i mean i have um i have female cousins i have sisters i have mm-hmm. a mother like obviously <laughs> so uh, me depicting them is pretty much like writing the way i would see them right okay. me like a male family member or a male friend sees them and sees the world so that wasn't like particularly um challenging at all hmm. cool. Cool. so the novel has like some different scenes that like they are standout scenes i'm not going to tell anybody okay you know we're gonna do it like Mozart style. just say one say one i cannot say it okay i've already <laughs> let i've already people already know like one of the scenes because i've talked about it. yeah that, that was one the of the standards one what what scene was your own favorite to write which part ah, and i'm hoping you say one of see. the ones in my head but i'm not going to tell you i'm just going to let you see and see if you fall into the trap um my very favorite scene to write, right, was, um, I wouldn't say, my, my very favorite scenes to write were the scenes where um, um, Ihechi and Zinat first met and when they used to like hang out together. I really oh. enjoyed, yeah, cause they were just like innocent and soft and mm. yeah, like you, you'd read it and you'd be happy, which, um, and the book doesn't, it's not a book that you read and you feel like happiness per se in many parts. Like those, um, those scenes are one of the few scenes where like you read it and feel like genuinely like pleased with everything that's going on. So yeah, I'd say, and in as much as I like to form hard guy, hard guy, I'm a soft guy. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, technically, I don't really know anybody who is really a hard guy. In all the sense of the word, yeah, eventually yeah, yeah. they become soft. We are all soft. soft yeah. Soft. Yeah. Even my mother tells that tells me that I left my heart in my uterus. I, she knows that <laughs> I, I have my soft moment. I need to use that line. <laughs> Feel free. Because sometimes I don't know how that woman sees me, but what ifs? Uh-huh. So, see, I had this question, but somehow you've answered it. Because the question mm-hmm. is, when writing, did you have a specific audience in mind? And at the time, you were writing for just your friends to read. 
Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's pretty answered already now. Yeah. But like before we even move on, like I want to. Is it okay if I ask a few questions to like just I want to know your own favorite scene sure, in the book? Sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. Without giving too much away, I like the the scene where the two mothers. I actually like li- I liked it from when the two mothers eventually met. Yeah. Up until the end of that that trajectory, I I liked it. It's one of my faves. Um, I liked the scene where uh, Maradona and Ihechi eventually, like all the scenes they eventually they kept meeting. I think he's kind of yeah. he's kind of a scene stealer, and I like the whole thing you were doing, changing his name in different parts of yeah, the like house. each time he reappeared, he was so different. <laughs> I liked it. I I liked all I liked all those parts. Um, uh, I liked the first. The first uh, romantic moment. I liked the I liked the throwing up scene. That was like because okay. I didn't yes. know how he was going to get out of that, but eventually he eventually did. <laughs> and then what followed after? I'm like, oh my god, you just had to go fuck it up. Why? <laughs> but yeah, um, that. Um, I don't. I'm still off. I'm still on the fence. If I liked when Ihechi eventually got it on as a man, I don't know how I feel yet. I I don't know. What do you, uh, what do you feel about Madam Marcel? His relationship with Madam Marcelina? That's the thing. I don't know, man. And the way the woman now ended everything, I'm like, I don't even know. see whether it's auntie or her. I don't know who I hate. You don't know who you, who you hate yeah, more. Yeah, I don't know who I hate more. Well, she started all nice and cool, and I thought she was just like a liberal chilling cougar. But alas, she's she's a vicious witch, chaotic. Yeah. So, um, speaking yeah, of speak, speaking of vicious, I just remembered something else I liked. Um, when Effie like moved to Lagos to school, mm-hmm. and she had her whole like um evolution and like character switch, right? Yeah. Um. At some point, she killed like their neighbor's dog, mm-hmm. and also like this when man, we him. don't used to drop spoilers, man. Oh, I'm so, yeah, but like that was rather inconsequential. Now, like, okay, okay, so I'm sorry. So that happened, right? <laughs> and also, um, the the incident like with his with Ihechi's mom when Ihechi realized mm-hmm. that she had also switched up. I think that yeah. was also really cool to write. Mm. Okay, cool, cool. Because I liked I, I liked I liked Effie's character a lot. I wish I could have explored her more. Mm. The full person. I would have I would have actually liked to know her. But I mean the focus yeah. was on other people. So I get why yes. she didn't enter yes. her life that much. All right. So what was the road to publishing like like when you finished the draft? Oof. How many emails and rejections? Did you frame them? Did you cry? stuff like um, that up until was, when you was, got the yes finally the yes i be mm-hmm. it was it was dramatic man like <laughs> so like i said i finished writing in january 2016 mm. it got published april or april 2019 mm. so that's um a pretty like decent yeah, window okay. Yeah, so I finished writing the book. Then I still like hadn't gotten published anywhere else. Nobody now. Mm. 
So, you know, like even when you're pitching, you're meant to like write, like you introduce yourself, drop by you. Mm-hmm. I've been published here and there, this fellowship, um, this workshop, blah, blah, blah. Or more, it was just, <laughs> I am now the hearing in Nigeria writer. Finish. <laughs> if I wanted to make it long, small, I'll add, I study civil engineering arts. Mm. But like that was literally what there was to it. So, um, a few months later, that's when like Afrida launched, and um, I published a few short stories with them. I published yeah. a few things in Kalahari Review in the Republic. Mm. So, and all the while, like I was pitching the books. Everybody initially, I said pitching locally. Um, I did the usual circuit. Um, yeah, Casa Republic. Um, mm. Farafina. I think mm. one of them replied me in about six months. I can't remember which they were, uh, the second, like the other ones replied me like two years later. Wow. But I can't remember like who was who. Okay. But it was, it was, it was wild. So um, I said, um, and obviously like they were rejection. Mm-hmm. And I started pitching to like international folks. Yeah. So I would literally spend hours like just scouting the internet for um submissions like um did you try getting a manager first an agent yeah i tried so i i um i wrote to agents so what i do is um i wanted agents who already open to publishing like african Mm. people right not like pasty white people who had no um yeah exactly so i would look for um like popular african writers i'd search for their agents I'd search for like contact details of people like within the same agency and I'd send emails and a few of them would respond and a few of them like would even acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. But like altogether, I didn't get anything. And, um, you know, publishing houses, most of them don't take like unsolicited submissions as well, yeah. but a few of them would. So, but they will have like really short windows. So I'd mm-hmm. literally be like looking for who is open when and sending everything. But for all intents and purposes, all of that was futile. So um, wow. I think it was in 20, 2017, I published something. Um, I published um, an essay with um, Catapult, like the online magazine. Mm. And it did like really, really well. And um, I think that was like my essay that did, um, like it was the most, I'd say, well, widely read. Mm. And um was a few i published it i think october november then december um the catapult um handle on twitter um, yeah. made a post of like what are your um what are your plans for the new year and like jokingly i said to get published with catapult books because they had the book imprint oh. so i tweeted that and like later i was like mm, let me even like check let me even try and shoot shot now mm. so i went on your website i saw i looked for like a submissions um, email thing and there was no submissions thing so I reached out to the editor who had helped me publish my essay Mensa yeah. Demari and I was like I'm a homeboy this is my position like I have a manuscript mm-hmm. I want to pitch it to your guys there's no submissions thing he was like the window is closed and we don't take like unsolicited submissions but I liked your essay so like I mean I like your style so send me um send me like the first um how did he do it the first um, 5,000 words or something. Oh, okay. So I sent him, yeah, I sent him like a, a short section of it. And this was January, like first week of 2018, January 2018. Mm. Two weeks time, he was like, fam, that was mad. Send me the rest. Ooh. And I sent him the rest. And um, in a month's time, he was like, oh, I finished this. I love it. 
I've pitched it to the people here. Most of them love it. Some people are iffy about it, but I'm going to drive this thing home. Like, give me a while. We're publishing this. Wow. Village people. And I think I was also like really um, grateful he came through him because he's also, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. The, the line went off for a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was saying like, I'm really grateful. It was really um, an issue of chance because I think at the time he was probably the only black editor there. And he was mm. one of these like black Americans who had like come back to the continent to reconnect um like traveled back to ghana like changed his name so what like he was saying at the time like he really felt like before he even like came across my manuscript like he really like felt the burden to like um give like lights to like use that position to give light to like good talent mm. like underrepresented talent who would not be able to find their way through publishing if they don't meet people like him and like when he read my manuscripts, he felt like, oh, this is what like the ancestors had been telling him, like all yeah. of that type of stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was just like he was just, it was just like really, um, I'd say lucky, man. Lucky is the word. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, can I don't know if you are going to tell me, but I'm still going to ask. What What did you buy yeah. when you got your first advance? what did i buy when i got my first advance let me try and remember okay at this point right i was in madrid mm -hmm. i was in madrid so um i was um in the i was like moving between apartments yeah so um obviously like when advance came <laughs> taste went higher now so obviously uh -huh. <laughs> yeah i moved into a nicer place and like how i've originally like moved into um that was one and i also i think i also did a trip so i'd been talking to i met some at like during that same like summer period i met this um babe who was in france and she came to Madrid for a music festival for the summer. So like usual stuff, like we met, we like chilled and hooked up a few times and she mm. went back to Paris. And so I went, like, I used the money to go to Paris twice to see her now, shop life. Yeah. Okay. So, Memory. So that was, you, you <laughs> so that was pretty memories. much. That was nice. Yes. It's yeah. key, man. It's key. I mean, like you have to live to have like stuff to write about. True. Right. True. Exactly. So, oh, yeah, so that was pretty, that was pretty, that was pretty much like how the first check was, the first tranche of the check was blown. Then the second tranche was more responsible living. Of course, we, we always, <laughs> yeah. Until eventually we are reminded that this life is only one. <laughs> exactly, and and also the real rules are real. Yeah, okay. So, um, you had a, a three months from draft to publish. I, I just want your take on, on this. What do you think is the most unethical practice in publishing right now? The most unethical practice in publishing right now. Let me see. Um, I wouldn't say unethical per se, okay. right? But like what like is the most jarring is uh. how um you know, like, 
like the same way we've been talking about like on social media over the past few weeks about how like markets are kind of manipulated mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. everybody picks the stock that is going to win yeah and if the small guy tries to append it everybody like tries to arrange it and make sure like nothing is appended i feel in publishing is pretty much um similar in different ways i'll give a strong example like you know um this book about um um, this book that had, I can't remember the title, it's called American Something, that had like the whole controversy um, last year about this white woman writing mm. about the Latino immigrant experience. Um, yes, yes, yes. Ooh, yes, and like regardless of how much, like this. yes, regardless yeah. of how much backlash there was, mm. the book kept on getting like mad promo and um and then was endorsed by and, and it was like, a bestseller. Yeah, exactly. No like, there was no stopping that book, really exactly and because like people had bet on it they had paid a mm. million dollar advance regardless of what america said people yep. had to make their money back mm-hmm. right so it's the kind of thing where um, i feel it's a bit rigged in that sense yeah. because um yeah like so it's, it's more like if you if it's, it's much harder it's much harder for like writers who don't have that pathway into the industry right mm. so it's much harder to break in it's not as i'd say um, merit-based and it's not as organic as we are made to believe we're made to believe that oh yes just write an amazing story and um, if it's amazing it will blow but we've read a lot of like amazing stories and you're like how yep. come i never heard of it how come you didn't True. receive any True. type of promo True. and then you read some books that were like madly hyped and you're mm-hmm. like is this it yeah <laughs> I've, I've, exactly. taken so of, just, I've taken a lot of I've taken a lot of kids for like giving exactly, negative exactly. reviews for books that were like overly hyped. So, and regardless of all the negative reviews, like you still see it like sell. in all the in all the list of um, best books of twenty twenty one. Be restocked. There's a particular exactly. book, a particular bookshop. Call their name. Call their name. No, I'm not going to call their name. I will not call their name. name. They already. I feel like if they listen to this episode, they will know because I've already gone since their DMs. So ask them why they keep publishing that and restocking that book because the book is is like trash. And I'm like, why? Okay, I'm not going to be calling any book trash again. I'm, I, I've said I'm going to change right. my words. It's not trash. But the book reads like a first draft. That's, that's what I've changed it to. And I'm like, why do you keep restocking these books? They're like other books that people keep asking you to get. And then you keep restocking. You why, do you, why do you want to fill our heads with this type of... No, like focus. Anywho. They know themselves. That's their goddamn business. But I'm coming for them to say it's just that I've not yet found anybody. And I, I, I watched Ozark this January. Yeah. I feel like I have the skills and I'm ready to like take on bookshops. But I've not yet found the person that will invest. So until then, all I can do is make money. No, <laughs> Anywho. So, before we go into the second part of this interview, which is going to be shorter, because I know I'm taking like a lot of your time. This is supposed to be like one hour. No, 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 I don't mind. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it's been very interesting. Okay. So, if there's one thing you'd like readers to take away from reading Prince of Monkeys, what would it be? Um, Oof. Yeah. Oof. Mm -hmm. That's a hard question. I know. Um... You know, like there's this there's this interview of okay, there's this um Nigerian like artist who was really big, right? 
I don't want to call his name for certain reasons. And um, (laughs) like they were interviewing him and they asked him a question, like, what's the message in your music? And he was like, Omo, his music is not meant to have a message. His music is meant to make people feel good. That if you're looking for a message, you should go to your pastor or your imam, Mm. right? So for me, I'd say, firstly, like enjoy, enjoy the book. Like the book is art primary, like enjoy it. Um, any message you claim from it, whether it's um, regarding like outlooks on religion yeah. or outlooks on politics or just outlooks on shopping life, right? Mm. That's that's a nice to have, like that's an add-on. But primarily, I want you to enjoy your read. I want you to read it and not feel like you wasted two five. Okay. Cool. Exactly. Like that's my that's my primary. Like I want you to read it and enjoy. if you like come across me online or see me in person, you'd be excited to talk about the book. Like one thing I've yeah, I'm not very keen like, online, I've noticed because I was going through your Twitter page, I was looking for like like juice to use and attack you, but you're not you're not yeah, I'm more of a retweeter. I don't I'm know how I a, feel about in, 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 in recent days I'm more of a retweeter, but like if you catch me, I have like I have like little like spurs where I just like bust and I'm I'm on your roll. But like if that doesn't happen, then I'm just more <laughs> of a retweeter. That happens like once a week or once every two weeks. Yeah. So and like to what I was saying, like you know, like when you go to Ake mm. and um you see one writer that wrote one really, really dead book. Yeah. And you're just looking at him beside and yeah, your friends are gossiping. Like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't like that's really one of my deepest fears in life, like going to Ake and like people are spying on me, but like when I turn away, they'll tell their friends, oh my that guy's book was dead. That's one of my <laughs> deepest fears in life. <laughs> okay, I've I've been guilty of well, yeah, beauty of some of those clicks. But I no, I don't yeah, laugh. I do it too. I do it too. Yeah. I, I don't need to laugh. I'll just not smile at the person's because like <laughs> I feel like my time is wasted reading that book. So I'm actually not going to smile at the person because it's like you owe me my time back. Okay. Ooh, I have a fun fact about your book. Okay. So I was born on October 15th and Fella is my mm-hmm. birthday mate. But unfortunately, oh, nice. I've never visited the shrine. Are you in Lagos? And I'm in Lagos. That's not a fun fact. That's it's a tragic not... fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tragic fact. I know, you right? And, so and nice. I tell people all the time, and they're like, I mean, we're going to carry it to the shrine. And then when my birthday comes, I'll just receive like, oh, happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? So you haven't even gone for celebration? I haven't gone for celebration. Imagine. Oof. I haven't gone for any. And I'm sad this because is. I know I'm not going to carry myself there alone. I kind of need to be ginger. Yeah, or like exactly. Like, this isn't just on you. This is on your friends. Yes. Like, you need to, like, sit yes. down and reflect. I hope they all this is on your friends as well. And, and know that, yeah. yeah, they are the ones who are messing up. Yeah, so that, that was yeah. my Do you have any fun facts for me? Because we like fun facts on the podcast. Uh, let me Anything see. Fun facts. Fun facts. Um, I think random. I spoke I like about this. Um, fun fact, I spoke about this earlier. I finished, I completed um, my second project last week. I sent it out to the agents last week. And mm. I particularly loved it because it's like the opposite of Prince of Monkeys. There's nothing deep about it. Like there's no pity duchiness. There's no okay. politics or religion. Okay. It's just young people. Um, so it's a white like Um, Kind of. So it's um, the short premise is it's a, it's a group of friends again. They went okay. to the same boarding house. 
and the oh, story like explores their relationships like when they're in boarding house exactly and 10 years after boarding house like the 10 year span between when they left boarding house mm. and where they are now and there's a lot of sex a lot of drugs a lot of heartbreak mm. a lot of just lagos dirtiness okay. like a lot of instant blog type drama oh okay i'm looking forward to that um yeah. okay you cannot i know you can't talk too much about it but like this ensemble is it like one gender or like a mix oh no so it's about they're about um three four guys and two girls okay look at you adding yes. more girls now all right cool. i mean there, there are many girls in prince of monkeys now why are you saying which many girls please we all know there was only one girl that show up in the book that show up in the book not like no, in the group it's not like that it's not gonna work you can't do that there's <laughs> only fair one enough, girl fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So cool. it's cool. it's pretty and it's um it's also like a different storytelling style. So as opposed to um a single hit your protagonist, mm. it's um nine stories and about yeah, so everybody um had the narrative from their point of view. Everybody oh. is speaking in first person at some point. There are nine different stories or chapters, I'd say. And everyone is speaking from their own, like point, exploring like the same events, but from their own point of view. Oh, this! Oh, I like those types. One event, different. Oh, I like that. Okay, okay. Do, do we have Do we have a date yet? Like year? Oh no, no, no. Um, I'd oh, say um at the very earliest twenty twenty two. At the very earliest twenty twenty two, because yeah, it's still with the agent. Um. We we haven't like decided on a publisher yet, so there's still there's still a lot of paperwork to be done between now and then. Okay, alrighty then. So now we're going to enter the. We've done the novel. Now we're going to enter into the writer. The writer lifestyle. So uh, let's do this. Let's do this. All right. So what is the most helpful writing advice you've ever received, and what was least? Um, the most helpful writing advice. I think it was my first Ake. I met Nova Lesbolawayo. And that was when like I'd written my manuscript, but I hadn't um um gotten published. And I was pretty much losing faith. Like I was in my, I was already retiring before I even started. Yeah. And it wasn't really advice, but she told me like her own, she told us her own story and she said, um, we need new names. It took her about um seven, eight years to write. And she wrote 10 drafts of it. Ooh. And during this while, she was a full-time writer. <laughs> God damn. So imagine like telling people you're a writer, you don't have any book out. They're working oh on the same goodness. book for seven, eight years, 10 drafts, just having like that sheer um, diligence and persistence, Ooh. right? So yeah, that was pretty much what like gave me the ginger to go on. And it's something like I always tell like people when people are like, oh yes, the story is not coming together. The story they've been working on for two weeks. Yeah. or um when you're saying you're pitching 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 but you're not getting any luck and i'm like it's yeah. a persistence game it's a really just a sheer persistence game like if you know you're putting in good work mm. um you're constantly trying to improve and you're trusting your process then the last ingredient is just to be persistent yeah i feel like if any writer writes a book right now and he pitches yeah. and he gets picked up on the first first pitch they will probably just like their entire career they keep waiting for the other shit to drop 
I, I feel like they just keep like <laughs> like something is, like the yeah. rejection and everything is part of something the experience. So like if something if everything just clicks just like that, it's like oh, what's going to happen? Something bad is going to happen. I can feel it. Even even like speaking of rejection, like my favorite rejection story is um this guy, you know Murakami, the yes. British Japanese mm-hmm. writer. So apparently, um his own like passion is music. He really wanted to do music. He tried to make it as a musician when he failed as a musician that's when he decided to like write his mfa like just to like it, oh. him going to do his mfa was to figure out what to do with his life after failing at music okay. and then that's how he wrote his first book and he just blew up from there Fantastic. Huh. okay and have, have, you, have you gotten any um advice that was just shit Did it make any sense oof um i feel this is my personal opinion, right? I feel most advice is shit, like in general, as a rule. Okay. Because the way me, I developed as a writer, like I never, uh, my literature in course ended in like GS3, Mother's Choice, them, them, them. Mm-hmm. I didn't do like literature in, in senior secondary school. Mm-hmm. I didn't take any classes, no MFAs. Yeah. I think I've done just one workshop in my life. So every, most of what I um, learned and figured out was like by experimentation. And I feel like that's very, very valid. I feel um, in terms of finding your own voice and just like writing stories that would make you happy primarily. Yeah. You should um, study folks you like and experiment. And people would say like so many rules, like there's so many like orthodox rules about what you should not do, yeah. how you should start a sentence, this is that, how, no, 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 no. Like mm. if that works for you, fine, but don't feel like cased in by everything. I feel like there are no rules to this game. The same way there are no rules to writing, there are no rules to publishing, True. there are no rules to to blowing up. Everything is just um time, chance, and just, yeah, like just doing what works for you. Damn, are you sure you're drinking? Because you're making way too much sense. See, like, I mean, like, you read the book, right? You saw the kind of like oh potato gems I was dropping this when I was man. drinking, okay, exactly. So, so like, drinking, right. drinking brings it out of me, <laughs> okay? Brings it out of me. All right, so we're going to go a little deep now, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. What was an early experience where you learned that, where you learned that language had power? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Language had power. Mm. Okay. Let me see. Language and words. Yeah, let me put it that way. I wouldn't, okay, not necessarily like language had a power, right? But I'd say like from a very like personal experience, right? When I knew like um, I had the source with language and like the effect it had mm. was um, I'd say secondary school as well. Like <clears throat> when I started doing like early writing, it was mostly um, doing um, English essays and everything. Yeah. And I was really good. Like, it was just very free-flowing. And then body house behavior, like, people would come and meet me to write stuff for them. Oh. And, um, yes, for, like, talk like, shop or, like, whatever it was, stories, like, Sunday chicken. No, like, like, assignments, like, English essays. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, my like, brain yeah, was like, 
Like, now it, it got to that, but like, if I started with like English, and then like the English, our English teacher would be like, Namdi, I know you wrote this thing for this person, I can't prove it, but I can tell, like, from the way certain things are structured, like, I've read you enough to know this is you. So, like, that's when I started building a bit of a brand, like, as a writer, and then obviously, like, it, it extended to um on it's valentine's day like come and do something for my babe like come and give me like concept ideas and it was something like that came easily and you know like when you do something and you see the effect like you see the babe getting washed by it mm. right and for me like it like it really disturbed me very very early <laughs> it really disturbed me very early just seeing how like this guy didn't write this thing right yeah. but the power like the words are wearing over the babe like she's so washed mm. by the guy even though like he had like nothing absolutely nothing to do, to do with this and it disturbed me to the extent that for the most part like through all of my relationships mm. i've never been like the type of person to like to use words like that i would never write notes or write those type of letters oh come on man why i'm basic so like i would make playlists I would do like kind gestures, but mm. with actual words, because I feel like there's a tendency for me to like use like my skill with words to just like, like wash you like beyond honesty. Oh, oh, and that oh. that's dishonest. Like okay. say all the like I would be dishonest. I would like because that's what I was doing for like those folks, right? Mm. The guy probably didn't feel or mean all those things I was writing. Like I was writing it like. But don't Free you feel like writing. in your own like in your own personal space with the person that you're really mm-hmm. feeling, you would have been in, you'd have been more honest, and the person would. Or were you just afraid <laughs> of using that particular skill for the person? You I like? mean, it's easy to say it's easy to say you'll be honest, right? But mm. everybody wants to wash now, like. Hmm. I mean. Yeah, I don't some know, of us man. like to maybe, be washed. Maybe, Maybe maybe hard. I couldn't maybe I couldn't trust myself to be honest. Hmm. See, this is why I've, I've never been with a writer. But sometimes I'm actually afraid of them washing. See me, I'm being I'm being ethical out here now. Like this is why pe- people I'm the type of writer I should be with because I'm ethical about it. I wouldn't ah, wash you ah. randomly. <laughs> Brilliant ads. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I mean, for a love of words, you you would expect because some of us like words, yeah. So now, if you are with a writer, it's like you would subconsciously you want to be expect washed. yes to like wake up to like paragraphs in the morning, like oh man, I inspired this creative self. I'm like it's muse. I mean, if I was not musified, if I was dating a Friend. writer, I would kind of take it personal that wow, so I don't like I don't inspire Lucky. anything. Lucky, maybe that's why so. maybe that's why I'm single because like babes will like start dating me expecting to be musified and like when it doesn't happen after a few I months mean, it's, it's, just it's like dating a singer and he <laughs> has not done anything about you and you're like okay what's what's going on like am I cutting short your creative seconds you don't say that I get your argument I get your argument I get your argument yeah. that's true okay so put that in mind mm, now okay no what <laughs> Aside um the draft you just sent to your agent, how many yeah. unpublished and half finished books or stories do you have in your draft? Um, I don't have anything that is finished. Two things I'm starting right. So, okay, no, 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 no that, that's wrong. I do have a screenplay. Oh wow! Right. 
Okay. But I never wrote that screenplay with the intention of publishing it. I wrote it like to. Have you um, written anything learn. with the intention of publishing, sir? No, 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 no. no. Let me explain now. Like, so <laughs> a, a few years ago, like I decided to like start writing screenplays. This particular first one was just like uh, understand structure. Like mm. it was pretty much practice. So I finished it, but it was one of those grand things that you probably like require like so much money to produce. Like producing it was never like a realistic objective just because of like how grand the story was. Mm. I am currently working on a screenplay now as okay. we speak. Is it like an I want client or audience for this one yet? Or you're just flexing? No, 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 no. I'm definitely going to try and like um sell it and get it made. Okay. Um yeah, small hint, right? It's um it's a love story with a civil war backdrop. I think like all our civil war stories are very seriously. I want yeah. like a very like, yeah, yeah, like like a very like romantic, soft mm. um story with the civil war just like going on in the so we are not actually seeing like explosions and fighting, but like we know we the war is going on that. in the background. We do need it. Yeah. Because I was on we Twitter need more one romance. time. We do need more romance. Because I was on Twitter yeah. one time and there was someone who was talking about her dad who had the audacity to go get a girlfriend during the civil war <laughs> and left his wife and the kids to live with his girlfriend. Wow. He was telling the woman, you can't go. During the civil war. During the civil war, why people were like dodging bombs and stuff. This man was lodging with his girlfriend and shooting between home and the girlfriend. And when the woman wanted to go, he's like, no, you can't leave. I mean, you have been taken care of. So what's the issue? And then he will go spend the weekend with his girlfriend because, you know, this life is only one. And I'm like, why don't we get this kind of stories, man? Like we need, I would love (laughs) to know the backstory of all of that. And the war part is like a lot of all those things are definitely happening. Like, yeah. You can't tell me because of war, people are not like that's true. People are not chopping life. Like uh, war is a war, but life has to be chopped now. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Oh, looking forward to that. Whenever it gets hopefully, made for the hope, hopefully, hopefully we can we can get it made. Hopefully. Okay. So do you read your book reviews? Mm. How do you deal with the book? Yes, so, yes, so, yes, so. <laughs> like, see, see, if you see, if you're out there in this world and you said anything about my book, trust me, I'm aware. I will see you in public and I will stare you down. <laughs> I, I, I'm aware. I'm not one of those folks who would be like, oh, don't read your, it's not good for your mental health. My mental mm-hmm. health is fine. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, um, I do read um, everything, man. Like Goodreads, yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Goodreads, you really should stay away from Goodreads. If someone, if someone wrote like, a letter to their friend reviewing my book, mm. I probably intercepted if you and I posted. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, Goodreads. You were saying something like, about Goodreads. Yes, Goodreads is, is. I think it's a tougher place to go check for reviews because I've seen some reviews of some books that were just like, no. And that was it. That was the entire review. Just no. Okay. Just no, yeah. And I'm like, wow. And <clears throat> it's definitely bittersweet. Like, you see, like, some really, like, great stuff. And for me, like, mm-hmm. I think, um, especially Goodreads, you're right. Like, reading reviews on Goodreads, like, made me more comfortable in my writing. Like, made me mm-hmm. believe, like, oh, regardless of what you write, writing, 
you honestly can't please everybody. That's like true. I've gotten like you know reviews, I've gotten people reaching out personally. <laughs> agreed, agreed. <laughs> so like I've gotten people who would be like, um, uh, your book changed my life. And I'm like, fam, it was good though. Mm. But life changing is deep. Like the the the, the most head busting line I've ever received was someone who said this is the best use of first person um narrative in African literary history since Shoinka. And I'm like, mm-hmm. calm down, calm down. Like the same way, like I'll read like and some I, really I feel like this kind of, this kind of comments can give writers block. Fam, you're like, see, I'm like, <laughs> what else are you lying about? Because this is obviously like <laughs> and you 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 read like other like really um like terrible things, right? Mm. And you like almost this book is not perfect, right? But it's definitely not as bad as this person is making it um seem now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like you begin you know, to take well, sometimes like sometimes um, what less, they are going through in life can like affect can also like exactly reflect. Yeah. Maybe like they were going through shit they needed you to give them a boost and you are just like giving them pitedoche lines and, and they're and like, they were oh, like what the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like it makes me like take both praise and criticism like with a like with um less seriousness oh exactly less serious. now so, you're like, not giving me analogies i was going to say you're going to take literary criticisms with like a pinch of salt like pinch of slice salt. of lemon or something ah, all of a sudden now you're not dropping the lines i don't know i'll do better i'll do better i'll do better mm. <laughs> okay so what does literary success look to you literary success eh. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me be clear now. Mm. Let me be clear now. Um, literary success is getting primarily right, getting for starters, getting a five six figure advance. Mm-hmm. Because when you get that one, you're pretty much set, right? Um, so that's that's the first metric. The second metric is um, obviously like um, critical success. Mm-hmm. And for me, critical success is there's the obvious like public one where it's um oh yes, it's nice to get like positively reviewed in the New Yorker and in all these nice places, right? But it's also um the core audience. So if I write a story about Nigerians for Nigerians, I really want it to be accepted and loved here in Nigeria as well. Mm-hmm. I want it to grow into something where um like a purple hibiscus where um, 10, 15, 20 years after I was written, it's still such um, a strong Classic. part of like Nigerian literary history. Exactly. It's like, um, so like, you know, the type of like what happened to the character we're talking about the Prince of Monkeys. Mm-hmm. I want that type of thing to be spoken about the same way people talk about um, Kain and disappearing, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing for it to become exactly, for it to become such a core part. So for mm-hmm. me, that's also, part of um literary success then the third part of literary... let's put it that way exactly that kind of thing that kind of thing i mean not to not like the same not like the way like reading people talk about <laughs> anybody like, no disrespect to reading people like not that type of cult following right um, more like um the tejuko type of cult following where mm. um we don't care about him too much but when he drops something we pay attention that kind of thing but like oh, when he's in his house, he's in his house. Confession. Go ahead. I'm not a member. Of you don't the like to go. I'm, I'm not a member of the club at all. I'm, I'm a member. I'm I've sorry. not been able I'm to sorry. finish any of his books. 
And if anybody came to my bookshelf and they stole it, I won't cry. You wouldn't notice. <laughs> I won't. I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm happy wherever you are now. I think he's yeah, a cool writer. Just, I like, I like yeah, what he I, does. I, I appreciate it in the first few pages, but then I'm like... <sighs> I want drama. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I guess exactly like you said, you cannot please everybody. So exactly you cannot like yeah you, you definitely can't please like, he has a very niche target audience a lot of writers do like it from what mm-hmm. i've seen or people who like would want to write so okay yeah okay exactly the the last metric i'd say is um i really what i'm really um keen on is um i want like african literature at african literature especially to get to a point where um, writers are famous, like yeah. famous, famous, like um, me and the last, um, the last year, what we're talking about this, like um, the same way, um, like Beyonce is famous, like or the same way. Yeah. I want to use, I want to use like a male figure, like you know, the same way, like Usher is a good musician, mm-hmm. but Usher is also Usher, like Usher is sex symbol, sexy. Yeah. Usher is yeah, that kind of thing, right? Why can't writers be like that? Like our big figures are the Chimamanda. Chimamanda is a motherly figure, and that's fine. Mm. But like we don't have, I mean, like people who like the relationship, like our fans have behind almost like uh mommy Chimamanda, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. That's not like I want a like very very like youthful urban sexy more type of literary writer. Like no, I want no, you like mentioned it. I can't think of want, any writer that has sex. Exactly. Life. Exactly. Like, how many, like, look at male writers. Which male writer on the African continent would you say is, like, drop-dead sexy? Mm-mm. Like, exactly. I want, like, writers to be in GQ. Like, they're, like... I mean, then they also have to dress the parts. Most writers always appearing in, like, you know, writer clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're posing in boxers in GQ, that type of famous, and like people know who you are. Ex- exactly, like looking serious. No, 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 no. Namdi, can you don't pause? Speak. I don't like my picture for myself. I like the morning table. So much intelligent. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. hello. Yes, I can hear you now. It was it was doing like robotics for a bit. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you cannot yes, apologize for the network. Are you using MTN? I'm using it it's a lot. Okay, it's even voice concept. I'm using MTN, so two yeah. of them together is just trash. Worst combo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow, I would like yeah. to see sexy writers soon. It's key, man. It's necessary. It'd be nice. I don't think I've had any dreams about any writer. Except one. No one is no one is dreaming about Tejuko. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> See, there's one writer I was having dreams about, but I did not shoot my shot. Unfortunately, Why I fan girls so much that I lost I lost the opportunity and the person at fan girl zoned me. Wow, that's the yeah. worst. I'm so I was so upset when I heard from a source that I would have actually had a shot had I not fan If you want so to. Ah, it pains me. I'm still <laughs> pained. But I'm like, you know what? We win some, we lose some. It's fine. You win some, you lose some, man. That's life. Yep. 
that's that's what happened. But yeah, I would like to see more. You know, the way we put up pictures of of celebs as a phone screensaver. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I do hope you get all of that soon. You know. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh. I have see, some like, suggestions for like... you though. Okay, you, go you're going to start on the sex symbol part. You're going to have to work your Instagram because or Twitter. You're going to have to update your media. We have to, you know, see you. I'm prepping. Okay. See, I'm prepping it. One of my new resolutions, like okay, for folks who like follow my own podcast, mm. right, is I've started like working out consistently this year. Like I'm manifesting like the jigginess. So I need, okay. to, I need to prepare myself. So like when jiggy calls, I'll be ready. Exactly. So I'm manifesting it. So exactly. So I'm, I, I have the before photos. So I'm preparing like for the after <laughs> photos. So maybe by like June, just go back to my media. Like you won't know me again, forget. I'm actually looking forward to that. We'll be there while no, waiting and watching. Okay. So this is the, the last bit of the of the podcast, which is the shortest part, and okay. is um you as a reader. These ones are like like hot questions, first answers that come to you. Don't try to overthink it. I'll yeah? try. Okay. So if you could choose a career besides writing, irrespective of schooling, requirements, or talents, what would it be? Um, online cam model. What the fuck? Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Next question. Is <laughs> that the best thing that came to my yes, mind? That's, that's, yeah, that's what I wanted. I just wasn't expecting okay. that. I would brace myself moving forward. So, <laughs> who do you recognize as a literary parent? Edgar Allan Poe. So, you'd be a single parent, child? Um, primarily, yes. Okay. No, um, Edgar Allan Poe and, yeah, single parent, man. Like, he, okay. I will detest you, baby. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Who would you like to write the story yes. of your life? Who would... One of my former lovers. It has to be a former lover. Someone who romanticized me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Wow. Bold. That a former lover will romanticize. Bold. I like that. I like uh, that. Trust, 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 trust. You show me die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What book might people be surprised to see on your bookshelf? Um, hmm, let me see. Um, I have a collection of essays from Charles Spongeon, the reverend, like the Anglican reverend who, Interesting. yeah, the theologian. Right. Okay. Um, are there any genres you avoid in your own reading? Um, science fiction, John Grisham, Tom Clancy's things that are too like things things that are fiction, but they are too steeped in a particular like um, I'd say profession or like you know the way John Grisham is so steeped yeah, in law yeah and the way Tom Clancy is so like mm-hmm. steeped in espionage nah mm-hmm. I don't want like something to to niche okay cool. Cool. what book do you think is most underrated or what book do you think people should read more of hmm let me see I'll have to take take some time to think about that okay um I'd say primarily one um Definitely locally, Elena Ferrante. Um, I read her. I read her. Um, 
collection of stories and it made me, it opened my eyes to something, right? Um, to non-English writers. So I think in general, we read only um, people who were like big in the West and who blew up in the West. We don't read yeah. people who write in yeah. other languages who mm -hmm. are pretty, even in Africa, like how many Francophone writers do we read, right? I how many Francophone right? writers do we yeah. read? How many Arabic writers do we read? And there's yeah. such a huge market. I mean, it was just mm -hmm. in 2019, I realized there was a book up right for Arabic. And I don't know why I didn't click that they awarded other people who didn't write in English. <laughs> But for mm -hmm. some reason, it didn't even like click that there was such a wide uh, um, literary world outside English language. Interesting. It was actually in 2019 I, I, I got introduced properly to translated fiction. And my life has been the same ever since. Bruh, like, it's, like, it's, it's incredible stuff. And since I noticed, I realized Spanish, Latino writers, oh my God, Latino writers. <laughs> I, I don't know what they are smoking in there. Or Asian writers, especially Japanese. I don't know what they're Ooh, Japanese short story writers are the I best. Need, I need whatever they're smoking or drinking or eating. <clears throat> I need it in my life urgently because I don't like what I've noticed with Japanese writers is they make like the ordinary seem so extraordinary. Like I read yes. a book that was just talking about a woman who sells ice lollipops for like. <laughs> Over, over 100 pages and i'm like what when i finished the book i was like wait what just happened right now because <laughs> there's no way we were just talking about an encounter between a young boy and the woman who sells ice cream lollipops but over i was so entranced i was completely entranced i'm like damn man okay you will have me like just take my soul but mm -hmm. yeah I, I get what you mean what was the last book you really enjoyed luster Oh, interesting. Cluster by a mother named Raven Leilani. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. Have you read it? Do you like it? I, I, I loved have. it. See, I... I loved it. That's the thing. When I was talking about this book, I said a lot of writers would like this book because structure-wise, <laughs> this book is a writer's wet dream. Like yes, exactly, exactly. Like you, like you, you just read it and you smile and you're like, why did I think <laughs> and of that? Did you get? But like, as as just a reader who is trying to chill, I was like, mm. it didn't really do anything yes. for me. I expected yes, more from the premise. From the premise, like I expected mm, more. I feel you. Like, I feel way you. I feel more. you. And then I read it. I'm like, I, feel you. I would never be able to create a sentence as beautiful as that. But like. Aside others, aside any other thing, and from like, the nice sentence, you yeah. know, you know something else. I think that's why I liked it. Mm. I like, I, I definitely like, liked, liked it for the writing style, like primarily, um, above like just the way she told the story. I definitely, mm. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, what are you currently reading? What am I currently reading? So, um, I literally just begun Parasite, the mm. screenplay. Okay. So um, the same way, like when you're reading, um, what do you call it? When you're writing books, you read books. Like for me, like I read a lot of screenplays. Um, it's something I also enjoy doing leisurely. Um, but yeah, I'm also now like um, creating my list of screenplays to help me with the screenplay I, I'm working on. So, okay. and I like um, I like reading the screenplays before watching the movies because then. Mm you can um build the story like you can build out the movie in your head yeah and when you watch it you can compare and contrast okay that's yeah cool that's actually really cool okay 
what 2021 novels are you most excited about? Do you have a list of books that you'd like to read this year? Um, the one I've been um, seeing a lot that I'm really interested in checking out is Open Water. Hmm. Okay. I haven't, yeah, I've just seen it around a lot and I'm really like keen on um, seeing, I'm really keen on seeing like what my peers would do. I feel I'm definitely on the school of thought that um, we don't do enough like full-length work. I mean, yes, we've killed short stories, no one like, no one will say like we don't know how to do short stories, no one mm-hmm. will say we don't know how to do mm-hmm. personal essay. True. But we aren't doing novels. And I think there's a general um what um concept there's a general like mindset that oh yes, I'm not ready enough like right. to do a full novel or for some reason people aren't just attempting it. But I really want to see yeah. pull out put out for work. I'm really looking forward to um Elogosa dropping her thing and yes. Premier Goda dropping their mm-hmm. thing. Like I really want to see yeah like that's the kind of stuff that challenges me like people say um artists like right. shouldn't be competitive but i'm competitive as <laughs> as as it gets like it, i really want to be challenged by people's work like so i'm really really looking forward to it um do you have a copy of open water i don't have a copy of open water yet okay well i hope, I, hope plug I, I i can send you my review copy they sent me an hey, Nice, I send nice. you my review copy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. So to be honest, I won't mind sending it to someone else who would like to read it. Yeah. Okay, no Wahala now. No Wahala, no Wahala. I, 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 really... I can send you my... What's your best thing about it? My best thing about it? Best thing about it, yeah. Is it yeah. character? Is it the style? Is it like... There has to be a best thing about it. I t- I don't want to spoil your experience. It's just, it was very unmemorable for me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's just, no, it was just, it was just not it for me. The book had the same kind of vibe when I read um, Ordinary People by Diana Evans, who, that, who I'm a fan of. But when I eventually yeah. read that book, I was like, this book is so ordinary, though. What's going on? So when she I started. Took the ordinary people part to seriously. Yeah. So when I started reading Open Waters, I was getting the same vibe. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? And then when I read an interview of his and it's like Dana Evans is one of my, I was like, oh, I get, that I get adds it. Up. I guess it now. <laughs> okay, it's fine. But that yeah. But a lot of people really liked it. I mean, it's a, it's a love story, but I was just not, I didn't fall in love. Hmm. Yeah. I feel you. I, I think you're definitely like, um, calming my appetite because I'm a very um like going especially like after reading mm. um like uh, the books I read after Prince of Monkeys like my entire especially Elena Ferrante like my entire yeah. like view of writing change and storytelling change mm. and for me like the best way to describe it is it's more um it's more Nollywoody right I feel like mm-hmm. more than anything people okay. want drama like more than yeah. um descriptive things more than like nice fine sentences people like why do people like um bollywood and nollywood and all these things it's just sheer drama so yeah. and that's my priority i wouldn't sacrifice i would want like a very rich dramatic story mm. um over anything else like that's my priority guiding everything i do cool. so yeah cool. saying um this is a pretty like um, bland drama free. I mean, it's not that I don't I don't scary. like like ordinary stuff. It's just 
even if it's ordinary, like I want you to still carry me, like like mm. take me with you. But when I, I'm not taking any, if I can still like hear my neighbor's dogs barking or yeah, gen, like if I um if I drop the book and my mind is not going back, like I need to find out what's going on, I need to find out what's going on, then I'm. Mm-mm. See, the thing is, I studied literature for too many years. So I, I try ah, I not to be too critical of books. And now I'm trying to read books without like the academia lenses. Like I don't, I just yeah. want to enjoy. So if I'm not like enjoying it from the get-go, the critic lens starts coming in like, what do I like? What don't I like? And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm just trying to enjoy myself here. Life is too short. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's it for me. I feel you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. That's very understandable. So yeah, we have gotten to the end of the episode. Thank you so Man, much. Like, I, I didn't think I'll be able to last this long. Like, thanks for <laughs> having me on for 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 so long. <laughs> yeah, and um, we didn't even like we didn't even read um an except of the book again. Look we at still that. We didn't even read that. <laughs> well, I would put like a blurb in the show notes. Everybody would be fine. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for talking to me again. I can't wait to read the next one. That would be really cool. All right then. So thank I'm you just... and please and please say nice things on goodreads like i know i said like <laughs> nah, 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 like i'm a soft guy remember what i said hard guy on the surface i'm soft inside okay i will do that hey readers i hope you enjoyed today's episode this is i hope one of many author book chats i'm going to be having on the podcast um i would like to hear or read your comments that you might have had during this episode and you can reach out to me um on social media my handle is at lipgloss mafia that's l-i-p-g-l-o-s-s-m-a-f-f-i-a so just subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode which is available on google podcast apple podcast spotify and other streaming platforms if you're on Instagram, you can send me a message there or this show's account at something bookish, which is at something underscore underscore bookish. Like I really share good content on all of these accounts. So you should just, just follow me there and do yourself a favor. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, kindly spread the book love by spreading the word. If you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, just rate and leave a review. What that does is it helps um, new listeners find the show. And these days, shares and reviews are my new love language. So thanks in advance. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you for listening. Readers, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And like Jim Ron said, reading is essential to those who seek to rise above the ordinary. Happy reading, everyone. XOXO.